and welcome to another beer review. Now today we're doing a home bargain beer, technically, because it seems to be that uh, this seems to be sold more in home bargain than anywhere else, probably because of price. But today we're doing Chuborg Fichi. Now Fichi in Turkish uh, means cask. And uh, this is supposed to be Chuborg cask draft, is basically what it means. See at the top of the label there, but yes. So it's uh, Fichi and uh, it's brewed in Turkey. And even though Chuborg is supposed to be a Danish beer brand, in 1967, apparently, they opened a brewery in Turkey and they tend to kind of uh, brew their own kind of beers for their own kind of market and for that kind of surrounding area. And they're not just making standard Chubog products that might be found and brewed in, in Denmark. As what it basically my research has found out. Um, but yeah, this is... 5%, it's a 500 ml bottle. The price varies. If you get it in home bargain, I think it's roughly about £1.29, £1.30 a bottle. If you buy it in all these kind of other kind of more Turkish based shops, then it can be more expensive. Um, a lot of them are around about the kind of £2 mark, although some online kind of shops are selling it for almost £2.50 a bottle. So. It's definitely, if you do like this beer or you do really try it, it's probably worth your while to get off your arse and go to the shop, like Home Bargains or something like that. Um, I don't know if I got this in Home Bargains. I'm not sure. I think I did. It's a strange one, but yeah. And uh, then you have a spiel on it. Like I said, it's 5%. And, uh, and yes, probably enough, it's brewed in Turkey. And there really is no real information on this at all. Apart from it's imported by Anat Clan Foods Limited, which is based in London. So there you go. So it's imported by that company. And I've never tried it, so let's see what it's like. But to kind of show you what it's like, because sometimes it's quite hard with these type of beers, especially when they're kind of mass-produced lagers, is to really get the flavour across. So what I'm going to do is, because of kind of a similar kind of price range, I'm also going to review it next to this, which of course is uh, the Ringbacker Pilsner from Aldi. And of course, this is a Pilsner as well. So let's see how they kind of compare, especially price-wise and everything else. So it could be quite interesting. But the main review is really for this, because we've already reviewed, I think, the, the Rheinbacher Premium Pilsner, apparently. Um, but we'll see what it's like with this one. And uh, let's uh, crack it open. Ooh, see, you get these in Russia. I always used to like that because of course you can get beer bottles like that. So of course, drinking beer in Russia isn't such a big hoo-ha as it is here. So it's, you can, on a hot summer day you can nip into 
a kiosk shop or something like that and buy a beer and just pop it open and have a drink while you walk along the street. And obviously if you were drunk and out of control then probably the police would have something to say about it. But if you're just calmly walking down there and just having a nice refreshing beer, nobody care. So there you go. In this country, Jesus God. Oh, you, you thought you'd basically the devil. You'd basically crack open a beer in public nowadays. But anyway, let's see what this is like. So for people in the podcast, it's a nice, light, clear golden colour. It seems quite well um, carbonated. It's about roughly about a finger head. And it smells slightly sweety, malty, grainy. You get a kind of light sweetness that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, it looks not too bad. But it is. Just by going, by looking at the glass, it seems to have quite a lot of uh, carbonation. But I suppose it is a kind of Pilsner stroke lager. And it will be kind of mass-produced. The head's now kind of dissipated quite quickly. Didn't you kind of notice it was not a bad head? And, well, yeah, it's nearly you know, completely gone. So let's see what it tastes like. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, there's a little bit of sweetness there, but not as sweet as what I thought it might be with the aroma. It's just how the, the aroma was and the smell of the beer. It smelled a bit, a bit sugary and a bit plain, but no, it's not exactly not as bad as I thought it was going to be, so that's quite good. Um, and it tastes a lot better than some of the beers that we had at the weekend. We thought we'd go and try some, some of the local kind of pubs and uh, see what they're like for on the basis of maybe doing some reviews of some Cascales. Yeah, that went well. Went to my local one, local pub, and uh, it was quite funny because we were in Weatherspoons. We've got a bad habit, we wouldn't get a takeaway, so we were basically getting a takeaway and uh, we went into the kind of uh, kebab shop ordered the takeaway and then ran up to the Wetherspoon just so we could have a couple of pints while <laughs> we're waiting for the food to get ready. Um, what did I have? I had Otter Bright and when I was in the Wetherspoons and there was absolutely, it was just watery piss. It was a big total and there was no flavour there. What's going on with it? What are you saying there? Are we chasing it? Noise. Um, but yes, uh, just watch your piss and I gave Adrian a taste of it and he's like, there's no flavour in that. I said, yeah, that, that, that's the problem with uh, Ottery Brewery. It's uh, as hit and miss. Uh, there's consistencies all over the place. And he said, anyway, I quite like the better. I quite like the Otter better. Okay. So went to the, the pub that's closest to where I live and uh, well enough, apparently <laughs> it's been voted pub of the year for the area. Fuck knows why, seriously. Jesus. You walk in there and all the furniture's mixed and match it like a fucking charity show. You know, you get in there thinking, although, jeez. 
So of course, we'll go down there and of course it's got the utter bitter on tap. So we thought, right, sod this. Right, okay, right, we'll get two glasses of that. So we'll get two pint sets down, gets wired into them and ages like, doesn't taste as good as the last time I had it. <laughs> really? <laughs> this is a vibe. <laughs> Keep bloody telling you, it really is hit and miss with this fucking brewery, it really is. As good as they can put out a good cast, they'll put out a fucking bad one. But yeah, so we did that and we thought, right, this is crap. Well, we're not enjoying the beer and uh, I don't like this. I don't feel comfortable kind of like, you feel like they're sitting in a charity shop with my pint. <laughs> it's just, and the kind of locals are a bit strange. Uh, so we thought, right, bugger this. So we'll, we'll go to uh, another pub and uh, we decided to walk it. So we walked 1.4 miles <laughs> to go to the next pub. <laughs> but I did suspect that this pub was did have Tennessee Taylor products. And I thought, well, it's worth it because I think it is. It's reported that beer's totally dead now, by the way. Look at it. No head on it at all. So we walked this 1.4 miles and then sure enough, went in there, they've got Tennessee Taylor landlord on tap. Or on the pump is probably the best way of putting it. And I know that the St. Austell Brewery is the agent for Timothy Taylor down in this area, so you order it through there. And I know the price of the keg, I think at one point it was for sale, the keg was £117 plus delivery and things like that. And uh, I was looking at that thinking, oh, here we go. So two pints of Timothy Taylor landlord. No problem. That'll be £10.30. £10.30. So there we go, £5.15 for a pint of fucking Timothy Taylor. Even buggers. Which I'm fair play to them, it was was a nice pint and I did enjoy it. I certainly wasn't going to fucking enjoy another one at that price. Plus, again, it was a strange one. It's one of these pubs where it's more to do with food. It's really more of a kind of a restaurant rather than a pub. And they kind of, they've got a big bar areas and the kind of restaurant parts of it, which is completely dead at this point on a Saturday night. And uh, you've got this kind of little bar area where there's a dartboard and some seats and the kind of locals are sitting in there all drinking, you know, the fizzy piss water, you know, from the, the brightly coloured taps, you know, the shiny chrome taps and that kind of shit, you think, Jesus. So we got the hell out of there and then we went up to another pub and they had a local beer on cask, a bitter. That was absolutely soured. So it was, it was off. The cask was off. I had two sips and I thought, no, bugger that. Sod it. And uh, at that point, Aidan, he'd went on the side. He thought, no, I've had enough of this crap now. Uh, so yeah, we visited three pubs, walked uh, 3.2 miles in total, and uh, had one good pint. But it cost me uh, <laughs> £5.15 for it. <laughs> you thieving buggers. So, yeah, uh, our kind of uh, reconnaissance of the local kind of pubs immediately round about my area didn't go very well. So uh, I'll have to look further afield to try and find pubs that are more suitable, not just for kind of location-wise for filming and, and doing a review, but also to have something that's worth drinkable, <laughs> to be totally honest. And there's no point in going for otter brewery kind of pubs because they're so hit and miss that uh, they're, they're 
too difficult to review because I could be losing it or I could be saying it's wonderful. And the problem is, is though, the next time you have it, you're slating it again or saying it's wonderful. So you're all over the place with it. So there's no consistency to it. So I don't want to review, I want to review casks and that potentially are going to be good. And I also want to do it in pubs that I can rely on that the guys are going to manage their casks properly because, well, let's be totally honest, we did three and one of them certainly doesn't. Um, so, but anyway, to get back to this beer, let's see what it tastes like. It's good. At the front of the mouth, you get a little bit of malt, you get quite a lot of grain, you get a light sweetness. These runs of the mid tongue, mm, it's still got a nice level of malt in the mid tongue. It has dissipated a bit, but it's still decent enough. Again, you get a nice kind of grain flavour in the, the mid tongue, but you get a slight creaminess with it as well. I've so slight kind of sort of creaminess with the grain flavour. And again the underlying sweetness, although it has dissipated a bit. It's still nice there. There's no real kind of crispness to it. And there's no bitterness to it. But it's got quite a clean finish. Because when it goes on to the aftertaste is that the grain's still there, nice and crisp. The sweetness is still there. And it just kind of dissipates. But the thing is though, it's uh, the malt doesn't really transfer over into the aftertaste, but it just, there's no acidity, so it hasn't got a dry finish, but it's a, it's kind of crisp because it doesn't linger. It just straight in there and it's gone. And yeah, that's an okay beer. I mean, for £1.29 a bottle, it's fine, it's not a problem. From that point of view, it's quite light. Surprisingly enough, I thought without with the amount of carbonation that was showing in the glass, it was going to be a lot more fizzy and a lot more kind of unpleasant in the mouthfeel, but it's actually not too bad. The only difference is it's absolutely dead, there's no head on it at all. But Quite easy drinking, quite sessionable. The flavours are just nice and pleasant, not too much in your face, nothing too um, overpowering in the flavours or nothing weird. And one of the nice things, there's no real kind of chemical flavours or tastes in it, which is surprising enough is something that you'd expect to get in more mass produced beers, especially ones with this type of kind of price range. So it's nice and refreshing to have that, that, yeah, it's quite a nice standard kind of Pilsner Stoke Lager and uh, yeah, nothing offensive about it at all and for the money, seems not too bad. But how does it stand up to Rheinbacher? Ooh. The Rheinbacher is only 4.5%, whereas this one's a 5%. And uh, apparently in the past, this was obviously, like I said before, was was actually not too bad for the money and the flavour and everything else, and the quality wasn't too bad, and then they pissed about with it. 
and uh, they made it worse, funnily enough. And uh, apparently it's supposed to be got a bit better again. So they say. But it's brewed in accordance with the German purity law. In other words, they're not like a bit pissing it. Like they're doing with Wolverhampton. So, let's crack this open and see what it's like. There we go, get it in the can, eh? Right. You can do it. Ooh, there we go. This is about one and a half finger head. Again, lots of effervescence in the head. Well carbonated. It is lighter in colour. It's a lot lighter. It's kind of very light, kind of straw colour. Very clear. You can compare the two of them, as you can see. Um, Spirit-wise, let's see what it smells like. Now there's a strange thing. You're getting some grain. You're not really getting malt. You're just getting slightly kind of grain and very kind of light hop. I wasn't really getting any hop aromas from that, but you're getting this kind of light kind of hop aroma and a, and a bit of earthiness as well that you're getting with this that you didn't get with you get really more of a clean smell coming from the, the Turkish uh, tube bug. So, let's see what this tastes like. Right, there is a bit of bitterness to this aftertaste. So there is. Right. Yeah, a bit of a kind of bitterness and sourness to it. Slightly chemical aftertaste that you're going to get with this, which for me isn't really pleasant. The other flavours are, it's that's a strange thing, it's quite weak in the front of the mouth and mid tongue, it's quite weak in flavours. And then you get this kind of bitterness, kind of burning rubber, kind of accent in the aftertaste. I'll be honest. It's actually not too bad in the mouth until you swallow it. You hold it in the mouth and you're thinking, well, the flavours are a bit weak, but they're not too bad. But then the minute you basically swallow it, you start getting this kind of slightly kind of chemical flavour in the back of the throat that's made me burning tyres. No. No, there's no comparison. Ah, right. Let's see if the tube can get that flavour out of my mouth. And it does. Yeah, big difference. For me, there's a big difference in quality, even though there isn't that much of a difference in price. I can't remember what the Rindbacker was, but it was over £3 for four cans anyway, so... um. It's not that far away from uh, the Chewbog 
Turkish from home bargain. But this is a 5% beer, whereas the Rhineback is a 4.5%. This is drinkable. Quite easily drinkable and quite satisfying from that point of view. And uh, the flavours are quite nice and there's a nice balance to it. And yeah, it's quite sessionable. It's not probably the most aesthetically pleasing looking beer because it is quite dead and things like that, but... How it tastes? Yeah, quite nice. And uh, I quite like it. What would I give this out of 10? Now what I would do is this is a slightly different series that I'm starting. So I will be looking at the likes of places at Home Bargain and then selling kind of um, cheaper kind of known brands of beer. I'm buying them and then comparing with a kind of an equivalent um, supermarket own brand like say from Lidl or from Aldi or anywhere else and just see how they kind of stack up. And are you better to go to the likes of home bargains and these other shops, B&M and things like that, and buying discounted known brand beers? Maybe not brands that are normally sold in the UK, and basically uh, compare them with kind of the cheaper supermarket-owned brands. And are they really the bargain that you actually you think they're going to be? Because... I don't think they are. And this has proven it straight away that it may be cheap, but if it's not enjoyable and you don't really want to drink it, then where's the bargain? Hence, that the Rheinbacher is not as good as the Truborg Peachy Draft, which is a higher alcohol content. So yeah, this is my winner. I would definitely go for this one, and um, it really is quite nice to drink, quite refreshing. Um, what would I give this out of ten? Well, for the price and the flavour and everything else, and comparing it to kind of more mainstream piss waters like your Fosters and your Cellars and everything else, I would say this is a, it's a far nicer beer. To be totally honest. And I would probably give them about three. Normally I would probably give them between two and three out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna give this a five and a half. I'm gonna give this a five and a half out of ten. I would I would say from the point of view is if you take like average mainstream laggers, I don't think any of them would get a five in my in my view, looking at the from the tenants lag of that piss washer in Scotland to Carling and all these type of things. They all are, are under five, you know, four, threes, down to the twos. This I would say yeah, I would say it's slightly above average from my point of view if you take the price in to consideration and everything else. The problem is is how easy it is it for you to get because I noticed that when I went to one of the home bargains they don't even sell alcohol. I spent all that bloody time wandering about the place trying to think, well, who the fuck the alcohol? They don't sell it. They have a, a bigger um, food section. No, grocery section, whatever you call it. So. But yeah. 
Um, what would I give the ring backer? Well, it's been talked about. What would I give the ring backer? Out of ten. night and day seriously it's absolutely night and day there's, to the point is it's nigging to the point that there's no comparison it really isn't is it one's actually nice and drinkable and the other one's just not so the ring backer what would i give it take another, take another two because it's not nice at all really not nice at all so if you're looking for a cheap beer don't go to aldi and buy ring backer Go to Home Bargains and buy Turkish Chewborg Fiji Draft because it may be just slightly more but you're getting a far better product and you're also getting more alcohol. So it's a win-win and for me it's a no-brainer. So, thanks for watching. Cheers and bye for now.